Hello, this is longtime Milwaukee radio personality Steve Pallack. Stand by, your next episode is queued up. The on air light is lit. It's season five of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. This is Chris Beyer, as always, with Jim Martin. Hey, Jim. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Going well. And we've got a semi-frequent guest here, our, our all-things sports guy, Jeff, Josh Grayson. How are you doing tonight, Josh? Hello, Mr. Beyer. Hey, Jim. How are you guys doing? Great, great. How about you? Oh, I'm good. Good, thanks. I'm excited uh, for football season to start. Hoping the Brewers can come around. But, yeah, yeah. excited for the pack to and yeah. the Badgers to start. Right. Sure. And let me just give a little bit of background here on Josh, on his uh, pedigree here. Josh is uh, was a longtime uh, contributor for the Brewers and the Bucks on Fox Sports. He's been a sportscaster in both Green Bay and in the Minneapolis area, a little bit down in Milwaukee as well. And, uh, and so he follows these sports uh, religiously, and, and he has ever since he was a little kid, right? Yep. Absolutely. My dad would get us tickets to the games and we were, we were really fortunate because we got to go to the Bucks games and Brewers games and he got season tickets to the County Stadium Packers games going all the way back to when Lombardi was coach and we still have those tickets when they transferred them to Green Bay. So yeah, it was always, it was always in my blood. I just loved being around the ballpark. I was no good at sports, as Chris will vouch, but I always knew that if I was going to be around sports, it was either as a scrub off the bench or uh, being an announcer and a writer. So, yeah, I always enjoyed following it, read about it in the paper every day after we did our paper routes. So for better or worse, here I am, boys. Yeah, there well, let's let's give just a minute on what somebody mentioned here just a second ago. This is going to be mainly Packers. Jim, yeah. Brewers, playoffs, yes or no? This year? No, no, they're they're done. Yeah. yeah, I I have to agree, and it, it saddens me because I remember yep. when the three of us were on with our pal Jerry Augustine, and yep. I really thought I really thought the Brewers could do it, but they have to rely on their pitching to be perfect too much, yep. and I right. I think the hater trade the hater trade set them back and was baffling to me, even if yep. their prospects turn out well. I would like to have seen them do that in the off season or maybe next year, but not now when you're in a pennant race. And you know the Cardinals are going to be there, and they're going to make moves. And they've yep. got two elite offensive players at the corners of their infield, and Arenado and Goldschmidt, who are as good as you get in the majors. I, I just I I love the Brewers and the front office. I mean, they've gone to the playoffs for what the last four years, but I just felt like uh, Jim and Chris they needed to make an offensive move there to get they they need they need something in that lineup because. It's it's just not enough. I, I think it's wonderful how good they've been the last few years, but I just think there's too much pressure on that lineup. And uh, then trading Hater, I think I think it messed them up a little bit for about a week, and the Cardinals pounced. Yep, I I, I agree. And um, you know, a couple of things. I don't necessarily disagree with the Hater trade. I think there are a couple of relievers that we've had that we should have gotten rid of uh, sooner, and I think we could have gotten something big for them. Uh, Corey yeah. Knable kind of thing, you know, and and. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, the guy with the mop hair a long time ago, Turnbo, Turnbo, yeah, you know, same yeah, deal, Turnbo. like flash in the yeah. pan, get rid of that dude. Yeah. Like he, you know, um, so I don't disagree with the trade. I'm just surprised. I don't disagree with trading him. The trade they made really confused me. Now, I don't know these guys. I haven't investigated these guys, but they got like four people. Three of them were pitchers and a prospect. One pitcher they bailed on almost immediately. They threw him yeah. out. Like, I mean, yeah. DFA'd him yeah. gone. 
Yeah. And and so like why would you even get that guy in the in the trade in the first place? And everybody knows it's kind of this this feels like sort of okay, we're gonna merge this into the Packer talk. It feels like when the Packers sucked on defense for so long and everybody's like, why are we not drafting pass rushers? Everybody knows this. How does the back office, front office not know this? Everybody else does. Same thing with this. It's like, what are you trading for pitching? You've right. got, you know, potentially now I know he's been on a slide. He's been in a slump and, and not doing well. And that multiple reasons potentially for that. But we need bats. What do you do? If you trade this guy for like Juan Soto or something, which I don't think they would ever do, that's not really realistic. But if you had done something like that, okay, fine. Then I understand, you know, you're getting, or even somebody, you know, a notch below, you know, somebody, uh, some premier bat that, what do you, what do you, it's baffling. And, and, you know, I read something in the, you know, in whatever, uh, some article about, about uh, a pitcher. I think it was Eric Lauer was talking about how like, the front office never like th- this whole thing is just like everybody is confused and every it's just it's really like like really been off putting in the clubhouse. It feels like w- sort of I guess the impression it feels like who's next kind of thing. Like like they don't really there's and the front office never came down and talked about it. Nobody ever worked through that. It's just been this weird, you know, uh pink elephant that's been in the room that that nobody's talking about or the gorilla or whatever it is, you know, something nobody's mm-hmm. talking about. So I think you're right. I think it's really put them on a skid. And I think it's just all the mindset in the clubhouse. It's, it's, uh, it's very weird. And, um, and they're been, like I said, they just didn't pick up any hitting. And the whole thing is strange. Yeah, it's too bad. I know that they were in discussions trying to get guys. And the only mm-hmm. thing I'll say in their defense is they, they're trying to juggle the, the budget that they're in there. Milwaukee yep. is the smallest market and we've got to tip our hat to David Stearns and, uh, his people and council for being a perennial contender over the years. But yeah, mm-hmm. when you're in first place, you got the best closer in baseball. If you're going to trade them in the heart of the pennant race, you got to get something more than that. I mean, I guess I was against trading them unless like you said, you could really say, Whoa, they got that for hater. But right. instead it's kind of the move of a team that's in the middle of the division, not leading the division. Right. And I just am afraid they don't have what it takes. I mean, unless they go on an unbelievable role, I just, I just uh, don't see it. And the Cardinals are one of those teams that sort of like people look at the Packers. I mean, the Cardinals are always in the mix and they're yep. good and yep. they've got the horses at pitching and uh, position players. So um, I don't know. I, I hope we're wrong, but yeah, I don't, I don't see the Brewers even making the, the wild card. And um, no. so mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see I mean, what happens. Cubs, Cubs are beating up on them lately. I mean, yeah. Come on, you know, and yeah. and yeah, it's uh like you said, our pitching got to be perfect, and, and it hasn't been. And be, I mean, it's it's you know, it's hard to uh, it's hard to go out there and have to be perfect every day. And yeah. and now we got some no names pitching too. Like I say, no names for me because I don't follow them like that extensively. But all of a sudden, what they got my phone like some guy won the game last night, and like I never even heard of this dude. Yeah. So now it's really like okay, so. I think they've thrown in the towel for this season already. They're bringing up, they're bringing up prospects already, you know, end of August, early September. I know that kind of starts sometimes, but it just gets the, I have the feeling of like, let's get these guys some, some playing time so that they're prepared for the next couple of years. And that's, that's what it feels like. It's just, it's not good. Well, uh, uh, Josh mentioned uh, the Brewers being the smallest market in uh, major league baseball. Yep. Let's shift our focus to the smallest market in all of professional sports, yeah, Green Bay, right. Wisconsin. Right. You can't talk about Green Bay without talking about Aaron Rodgers right away. So let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Sure. I heard some sports talk here today, and they're debating whether um, Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's got the second most losses of any starting quarterback 
of all times, Jeff, Josh, uh, who is the number one of all time losses of quarterbacks? Any all time? Yeah. In, is it Aaron Rodgers? Nope. No. no, I was going to no. say, like, well, I thought, wait a minute, I thought, where are you that. going with this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, uh, Brett Favre, the, the Tampa Brett Bay Favre. Bucks, Favre. Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, Brady, Brady, no, Vinny Testaverde. Oh, oh. okay. I'm sorry, so, your qu- your question yeah. threw me. You psyched yeah, right. me out right. because yeah. I thought we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. I thought, yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, is Aaron Rodgers yeah. the answer? Yeah, like, that anyway, that was just an aside. Vinny Testaverde, like, what was going on? The, the talk of this of this uh, sports talk was, is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? So right. Aaron yeah. Rodgers won Super Bowl, arguably the best uh, regular season quarterback of all time. I, I think that's yeah. potential yeah. that he could be. Playoffs, a little bit of a disappointment, a lot of bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Um, is Aaron Rodgers a success uh, the way he should be in this league? Jim? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think – for sure, he's a success. I mean, you got to remember, yes, Aaron Rodgers is a huge part of this team, and and he's a phenomenal athlete. And um, I don't agree with a lot of the, not a lot, some of the things that he's done and said, and and the way he's acted and things like that. But I mean, he's definitely a huge talent. You got to remember that this game specifically is a a team sport. I mean, like you know, you think back to you know, yeah, playoffs have been a disappointment. That's true. But think back to that game in Seattle where that idiot jumped up for the for the onside kick. We should have. I mean, if we win, we win the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, right. Okay, there you go. There's his name. So I mean, we we win that game. We're in the Super Bowl, and and I don't think we were. I don't know if we. I think it was kind of like a 2012 kind of year, right, where we kind of build. I don't think we were necessarily expected to go, but we would have been in the Super Bowl. Like that that had nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers, you know. And then the t- anyway, that's a whole disaster in itself that whole game. But um, so I, I mean, yeah, he, he didn't perform well last year in the playoffs at all, but you know, it's hard to say, did Aaron Rodgers not perform or are these defenses and the coordinators just planning for him and, and finding some type of tiny little weakness that he has, because I don't think he has many. um, And they exploit that, you know, Um, if they say we're going to focus on uh, shutting down Devontae Adams, you know, or something, whatever they did, they did it well. And Rodgers had a horrible game and whatever that reason is, I don't know, but they, they, hopefully they know and they can see like, okay, this is what was going on and correct for that. But I, I think, is he a force? Yeah. He's, I mean, definitely he's a force. And if you're asking if he's a Hall of Famer, I, mean, I don't think there's any question in anybody's mind right. a Hall of Famer. I always go back to the, to the, you know, the, the old Dan Marino thing. You know, Marino never won a Super Bowl, period, but for sure one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played. So, um, so yeah. that's my answer. Josh is, uh, is he, like you said, uh, is, is he a victim of, people planning for him or is he a little bit of a choker when it comes to the playoffs? Well, uh, he might be somewhere. It might be somewhere in between. Um, he's a hall of famer without question. The accuracy is amazing. Um, it's hard to compare quarterbacks sometimes from other eras. I'm a Joe Montana guy because Joe Montana played when you could get your clock cleaned and defenses could get away with it. Yes. Mm -hmm. He had Jerry Rice, but, um, I, I love Joe Montana. Um, the Tom Brady's amazing too. These guys play in a different era. The, the rules on defense are different. Um, all sorts of things like that, but you can't take away his accuracy, um, the lack of interceptions, um, the athletic ability, the one loss record during the season. Um, and when I look at the playoffs, there have been some times he's made some really baffling decisions for being. Uh, as good as he is for being a multiple MVP. Uh, you know, we all remember the play where he 
clearly should have run the ball in and for inexplicably threw a ball across his body. <laughs> there were several times where he's done things and I felt like he didn't take responsibility for him. Like that game against Tampa Bay, he kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, well, basically, well, that's what the coach told me to do when they had four downs to get it in. And I felt like, you yeah. know what, you're the leader of the team. If you want to call a different play, then do it because you know, Tom Brady did it in the same game late in the first half of that uh that right. game against Brady, uh, he yeah. basically calls timeout with three seconds left in the first half, and they're thinking, is he going to run out the clock? Are they going to kick a field goal? And then all of a sudden you're like, no, he's going for the jugular. Yeah. And he basically told Bruce Arians, we're throwing it long. Get this guy in, and guess what? That's what they did. And I felt, I feel like sometimes he's very passive-aggressive as a leader. Um, I feel like some of the things that may don't, don't always have to do with him as a quarterback might hurt him a little bit. There have been some performances in the playoffs that have not been up to what you expect from him. However, in his defense, he has also turned in some wonderful playoff performances that get forgotten, especially remember those Arizona Cardinals games where mm-hmm. I think the Packers would have had to score 80 points to win. So you remember those games? He was yeah. amazing in those yeah. games. There were games where he didn't even get on the field in overtime, you know, those yeah. kind of those kind of games. So um, for as good as the Packers have been, and the fact that they've had home field, he hasn't been good at home in several yeah. games. Mm-hmm. I remember Brett Favre lost some home playoff games, too. Yeah. We remember the Giants game. Yeah, remember yeah. the Michael Vick game in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, the playoff record should be better. It's not all on him. But like Marino, Dan Fouts, and several others, um, and those guys did not win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's a Hall of Famer without a doubt. I do feel like the Packers should have gone there a couple more times. And that's not always, that's not always his fault because for a while he didn't have the most elite of weapons, but there've been plenty of times he's been pretty set. And I think he maybe in the playoffs hasn't been quite as good as he's been in the regular season. Well, you just mentioned weapons and that is one of the talk uh, talking points of this year, which is we've got a young receiving core. Jim, what do you know about the receiving core? Uh, I know that uh, they're young. <laughs> I know that Devonte Adams isn't isn't one of them, and I know uh, uh, Vend- Valdez Scantling isn't one of them, and I know Equinemia St. Brown isn't one of them. Not that I care about those two guys, to be honest with you. I think MVS was. I think he he could have been a really nice talent. He had a lot of speed. He just didn't seem to make the plays that he needed to. But uh, the Adams thing is going to hurt. But um, but what you wanted to know about is the young guys. So. Um, I know that uh, I, I've heard that Romeo Dobbs is is incredible. Um, I haven't. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen you know I've seen highlights and things like that. But um, uh, uh, is it Watson? I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about him. But but you know the thing is they picked up a guy named Amari Rogers a couple of years ago, right? And then last year all he did was return kicks. So I'm thinking like they picked him up, uh, thinking that he was going to be a pretty solid receiver. And uh, this is his second year. He might step up and he might be something big, but I really haven't heard his name a whole lot uh, because everybody's focused on Dobbs. And of course we got Sammy Watkins coming in and, um, and, you know, so these, these other guys are, have kind of been the focus. uh, Lazard is he's a Lazard, right? Sure. Lazard. But again, he's another name. Like it's just kind of like Randall Cobb. Like, yeah, he's there. I I haven't heard anything like, Oh, he's having, I've heard he's had a good, he's had a good preseason. I've heard, you know, he's been doing well nothing wrong with him, but you don't hear his name. You know, it's, it's Dobbs, it's Watkins. And I haven't heard Rogers name, Amari Rogers a whole lot. Okay. So what about, you just mentioned Cobb, is he still on the team? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Josh, uh, now add a little bit about the, uh, the receivers here, but what about the running game? How's that looking? 
Well, okay, we'll start with the receivers. I think there's potential there with these young guys. I won't get off on too much of a tangent, no Vinny Testaverde thing here, but the, the Favre Super Bowl team that won it and the Rodgers Super Bowl teams that won it, to me, had a few things in common. Really good defenses. People forget how good the defense was oh, yeah. on Rodgers' Super Bowl team and on the, the, the Favre Super Bowl team with Reggie White leading sure. the way. That team, that, that was the number one defense in the league, so you got to have yep. a good defense. The other thing both those Super Bowl teams had in common – Really good depth with experience at wide receiver. You remember the the Packers lost Robert Brooks that year that Favre won it, but they had they signed Andre Risen. Risen right. They had Antonio mm-hmm. Freeman. They had uh, they tight had, end uh, Keith Howard. Jackson. Desmond and, and Howard, Desmond who, Howard who didn't who play wide receiver, but no, yeah. but he, I guess he could have. But he yeah, sure. he, he could have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you had you had that, and then and then when uh, Aaron won the Super Bowl, Jennings, Nelson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, there's someone else I'm I'm forgetting. Um, I feel terrible. That I'm forgetting the third. Oh, well, driver, Donald oh, Driver. Oh yeah, Donald Driver. You, right. You you had you you had depth there, and you had ex, you had a, some youth, but you had some, you had some guys who by then were, you know, they could get open. And so my my concern with these guys because we haven't seen them in regular season game yet. Yep. I I don't want to put all the pressure on Dobbs. I, I saw him. I was at the game. Ed Lambeau, uh, against the Saints and. Um, I, I liked what I saw from – he wasn't going up against the number one defenses, but he made some really nice catches from passes from Jordan Love. But here's the thing. Even last year, you mentioned Velda Scanling and Lazard and then, of course, uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is about the only guy where you thought he's going to get open. He is going to get open and defenses are going to respect him. When the game's on the line and you've got to throw the ball, if they shut down the run and they're, they're able to stop Dylan and Jones and you think – can those guys get open and get some space for Aaron Rodgers? Because you can only go to the tight end. Tanyan's going to – he's back, and that helps a lot in Degara, the other tight end. So the, the wide receivers, I think, have a lot of potential, but um, you're asking some rookies to do a lot of things that maybe exp- even guys with a little more experience couldn't do. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that these guys play out of their minds because, to me, the rest of this team is ready to make a serious run. And I just don't know in a game that is completely all about the pass, the sport is, I just, we just haven't seen these guys in action yet. So I hope that my fears are completely go by the wayside. You asked about the running backs. Um, yes, we can't hear you. Yeah, mute. Let's come back to the running game in just yes. a second, because you yeah. mentioned two things I want to talk about, which is the weird uh, stat that, during Devontae Adams games that he missed the Packers <laughs> had great had a great yeah. record yeah. right so that's yeah. a little little strange and then the next question this is more about the future I guess is Jordan Love the next quarterback of the Packers when Aaron Rodgers uh uh retires or is there or do you think it'll be somebody else wow yeah that's a tough one I know management sure wants him to be um they're they want to justify this move and not taking a receiver at that time or moving up to get a receiver. Like I know they wanted Justin Jefferson that year, but they would have had to move up to bypass the Vikings to get him. Um, I got to see him in a regular season game against the number one defense right now. Um, and you did, I would and like, he didn't do well, right? Yeah. I would, I would like to see, I mean, people forget, you know, Rogers sat for three years. I think this is love's third year sitting, but um, at some point you got to put him out there. I mean, I, I, I guys, I thought Rogers first year as a starter in two, 
I want to say in 2008, was he maybe six and 10 or seven and nine round five? He wasn't above 500. He was kind of fragile in the he beginning. He was fragile. Yeah, yeah, he was. The, uh, wasn't the, wanna... very first, the very first game he came in for Favre, Favre got yeah, hurt, yeah, right? Yeah. Didn't he break his leg? <laughs> yes, like, he did. Oh boy. He, he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so you're going to have to, at some point, I think, unless you have a chance to get a big time draft pick quarterback or there's a veteran available, which rarely happens, I think he's going to, unless you have one of those spectacular out-of-the-box moves that comes out of nowhere, I do think he's going to be the successor. Now, is he going to be the long-term successor? I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know that. But he's going to – he's shown some moments, but he's going to have to – obviously, he's going to have to show a lot more. He put a ball on the money in that Saints game. I think it was the Dobbs, and he just stepped up. He had time to throw, and he took, he took a step into it, and he just threw a dart. And I thought that's what they want. Right. That was could play till forty five, like Brady here. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. He that's could. the trouble. That that's the that's the real trouble. And I don't know what the contract situations are. I don't. I don't. I don't get into all that stuff. But I know that was the problem with Rodgers, right? Is that they wanted him to be the future, and he was coming up on that like end of the rookie contract, and he was gonna he was gonna go and. And they were like, well, we got to keep this dude. And, and so that's, that was a far thing. And, and so I'm, I'm a little concerned if, if love is the guy that they want, that they're going to bump into that in a couple of years coming up here pretty soon. And I think, I think you're right. This is third year sitting, but I think the first year he never even was suited up, right? He was not right. even on the 52 man right. weekly. So, so, um, but obviously he's, he's still there and, and watching everything and learning and everything like that. But, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a concern, but, um, uh, I don't know that I'm not, I'm not so much as concerned about love as I am concerned about this clash of contract versus, you know, and it's this crap we saw last year, which is, you know, Oh, Rogers doing that. Right. You know, okay. Well, how long are you going to stick around guy? You know I mean? And, <laughs> and uh, you're going to have a tractor watch. That's right. 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 It, it was easier in a lot of ways, guys, when we were growing up, when quarterbacks and pro athletes got to 35, and that was it. But yep. now we all have access to such great health care and players are playing so much longer. But that's the thing for people who run sports franchises. That's an extremely difficult line to walk because it, do you stick with the guy who's getting up there in age relative to his profession? Mm-hmm. And then you've got to pay him a ton. Of, at what point do you, you know, you cut the cord? It was so much easier uh, a, a, in, a, you know, even up to about 2000 when these guys didn't play quite as long. Now mm-hmm. you look at the ages of these guys, it's really tough. Rogers right. has two more years. If he wants, he can leave whenever he wants, but mm-hmm. he's, um, it, it is tricky. I will say this, that if love gets the chance, I really hope it works out for him. Not just because we're all Packer fans, but he just seems like a nice kid. He was put into this cauldron for yeah. just like Rogers was. Yep. And it's not their fault. And uh, he just seems like a good kid. I really hope that if they do go with him at some point that they, he, he gets a real chance and, you know, he's going to, he's going to fail at first. If he, I just hope that he, I hope that they're right, that what they felt about him, I mm-hmm. hope it pays off at some point. Cause you want to root for a kid like this. I mean, just imagine what he's had on his shoulders. See, he didn't ask for all this, he, no. you know, right. but he right. also was an inexperienced guy. I mean, where do you go to college? You know, you think right. about he went out west, Utah he, State. Utah State, and he played. He left early. I mean, yeah, he mm-hmm. had like one full year as a oh, starter. No. Was it two full years as a starter? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Now he, uh, didn't, he didn't play that much college ball. Yeah, I think hmm. I think the one thing that's changed dramatically, in, in addition to nutrition and things like that, 
the rules have changed. Quarterbacks are yep. really, it's hands off. Yep. And it's led, I'm sure the NFL has paid off. You got Brady for longer, you got Rodgers for longer, you got Favre yep. for longer. Now I, I told I asked Josh this question, but I'll go to Jim. Running running game, what's that like this year, Jim? I think running game is solid. I mean, I think uh Dylan and uh Jones, I think they're both either one of those guys could be number one back on any team in the league. And um and I think I really like the fact that they really um at least publicly they seem to really be okay with sharing that load. And I think they, they really see sort of, it's sort of like refreshingly, they see the fact that, as we mentioned before, that this is a team game and this, they're in it for the team. And if, if, if they, if they know that when we switch off, uh, you know, uh, series that we both got fresh legs and we're going to tear it up, we're both going to be successful and the team's going to be successful and they can see that and they don't have this ego in their way of like, I got to be that guy. And, you know, I mean, to be honest, as a running back, I would think that would be quite the blessing because running back lives uh, like uh, lifespan, yeah, lifespan. Lifespan. Thank you. Yes, running back lifespan uh, is very, very short in the NFL. And the more you can be either either a uh, kind of a pass catching back or do this switching up thing, that's gonna that's gonna increase your longevity as as a football player, professional football player. I would think it'd be all around great, and that's that's how it seems like to these guys. But they're both great backs. I mean, that's that's the thing. And apparently. Uh, they were saying AJ Dillon is has really worked on his pass catching too, which is then then it's like I mean it might just be over then because right? like, Aaron Jones everybody knows he's a great pass catcher and so if you got you know now you got maybe that maybe that's what they do to uh, to sort of help out the wide receiving core is that they have these running backs coming out of the backfield catching more passes you know do shorter passes something like that but anyway I'm 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 stoked about the running game I think it's fantastic. Before, by the way, before we go any further, a 15-yard penalty on Grayson here. Jordan Love played three years at Utah State. I was getting okay. mixed up with another quarterback, so that I, was, I would have been that, I would have been surprised if they had taken him as a successor of Aaron Rodgers. Only yeah, seen him a year. I, in I, I thought he only had about a year and a half full mm-hmm. seasons. I was getting him mixed up with someone. That is uh, totally my fault on the Jordan Love Utah State stat. So go ahead. So no yeah, problem. The running no game, problem. Josh. The running game. Well, I, I mean, Jim said it well. I think. Um, Going back a generation, these guys would have been the prototype backfield. And it's really funny because, uh, you know, people who are on sports talk radio, they get paid to fill time and give their opinions. And, you know, they try to make them as informed and sometimes as inflammatory as they can because they got to fill time. And I remember when, when Dylan was drafted, when the Packers drafted him, they, people went crazy saying, how could you do something? This is such a stupid move. You should have, should have drafted a receiver, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, at that point in, in the second round. He is fantastic. You know what I love about both these guys, too, aside from their abilities and how they complement each other? Because, you know, you got Quadzilla, A.J. Dillon with that power, and you got Aaron Jones, who's, a you know, a little smaller, but he runs with such heart and, is, as you said, a great receiver. What I love about these guys, to me, they'll, these two guys in some ways are the heart of the team in terms of their personalities and how much they love being Packers. A.J. Dillon got the key to Door County. He married a girl mm-hmm. from, from Door County. He's already said this is the most beautiful place in the world. He went to Boston College, but he said, I want to live here the rest of my life. I want to be in Wisconsin the rest of my life. So I hope he's always a Packer. You know, in this mm-hmm. day of sports, things can change sometimes. But I, I love a guy like that because yeah. a lot of players move on to the palm trees and the lower taxes – A.J. Dillon, everybody loves him. He's just a great ambassador for the team, besides the fact that he can run you over. Uh, Aaron Jones, I think, is so multifaceted. And if Mm -hmm. Dillon can become a better receiver, that's great, too. But, you know, 
I was a little surprised when the Packers kept him because Ted Thompson's uh, belief, and I think Gutekunst probably shared that, but they kind of went, he kind of went against it a little bit is, you know, they, they have a lifespan, a shelf life of only X, you know, X years. And you've seen it over the years with other uh, elite running backs like Sean Alexander with the Seahawks and uh, Todd Gurley with uh, the Rams. And if they get, if they get overworked, they get beat up. They do great work. They get rewarded for it. But a lot of times those contracts come back to be kind of an albatross. And so they kept Jones and he wanted to stay. And it just seems like it's working out. So I love these guys. I This backfield, I, I, I think it's great. I think it's great the way they complement each other. And the way that Matt LaFleur, who's thought of as a passing guy, but he clearly is big on that model of having the running game be just as integral, you know, being physical too. And I, I think, I think those guys are huge to their success even more this year with the question marks at receiver. Yep. I was just going to say that obviously with the question mark at receiver, you need a running game. Let's move on, not to defense yet, but let's move to special teams. Special teams was seen as a big problem last year. Let me ask this just general question. Special teams make up, a small percentage of game, a small percentage of plays during the game. Is there a chance that with such a small sample size that maybe the Packers just weren't that bad at special teams, but the ball bounces in funny ways or were they as bad as they seemed? No, they're bad. They're bad. I mean, because, you know, it's not just, um, I mean, yeah, there were the, there was that ridiculous little streak that, that Crosby had where he was just missing field goals constantly. And that one game where it was like those, the Cincinnati, they were going back yeah. and forth, back and forth, missing, miss, miss, miss. But I mean, that missing field goals is one thing. But when you look at, um, I would, I would venture to say, I don't know the stats on this, but I, I bet the starting field position on kickoffs for our opposing teams, I bet we were like 25 and under, like uh, for team wise. I bet we were, you know, 25 or below. We are terrible. We can't cover kicks and you can't cover punts. The guys were running to the 45 yard line consistently. And it felt like, um, and that, so that to me is more about the special teams than it is about, okay. So you got one guy who's shaking a couple of kicks now and then that's, yeah, that's special teams, but that's basically on Crosby's shoulders, unless there's really like some giant problem with the holder, which apparently there was a little bit of a problem there too. So a couple of guys, but I think it's just way more than that. I think the punting, uh, the, the the punting team I think were did all right at least I should say the punter did okay right is that scrum now is that who I forget who did O'Donnell. they get rid of him yeah yeah Donald yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he he did I think he did really well if I remember right last year but but yeah anyway so that's 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 it for no they were they were just bad I mean you can say a small sample size but maybe for field goals that's a small sample size they're kicking off and they're kicking all the time you know I mean so that's that's a pretty big sample size. Yeah, I think you unfortunately for special teams, sort of like linemen, you only hear about them when uh, when there's a mistake. But yep, for sure, know, Crosby wasn't Crosby leg strength. He wasn't kicking touchbacks anymore. Um, yep, you know, because right. the NFL was doing what it could to have more touchbacks. Well, yeah. they, they, they he wasn't getting the ball to the to the goal line on kickoffs, and they're running him back. And it's all about field position, and that it can where it really can hurt. And sometimes it gets forgotten is is late in a half. When a team can, you you know, you get the ball near the 45. Now you're just a few passes from at least a field goal. And, but then some of the big plays um, that they would give up on returns that just were, there were some killer plays at the worst times. And then we, you mentioned Amari Rogers, you know, he, he had trouble. He was muffing punts. And Mm -hmm. so, um, 
He did not do that in the preseason game I saw in person against the Saints, but I have to admit I got I, I kind of swallowed hard on a couple of the plays of these backups on special teams. They gave up a ton of returns against the Saints. Now these mm-hmm. guys are a lot of them aren't going to be on the team when they yeah. play the Vikings in the opener, but um, the, I we got to see what the, the you know first string guys do. But it is a big part of the game because. You know, there, there's a lot of equalizers. That can be something that sets you apart. And field position is such a big deal, and you can't afford to give that up. And this coach, Basaccia, what a culture shock change to some going from Las Vegas to Green Bay, Wisconsin. But sure. this is his bread and butter. They brought in a former NFL head coach who specializes in special teams. So I've got to hang my hat with him and think that they'll be better this year. Yeah. yeah. So, well, let's move on to defense. And again, you guys are more the expert than I, but I believe the defense is is pretty vaunted. That they think it's it's one of the better in the league. Uh, is that true, Jim? Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, the one thing that, um, and I don't know, uh, you know, a lot about this, so I'm going to uh, preface this with that. But the one thing that concerns me is that Zadarius Smith is gone. Uh, he was a, a huge pass part of the pass rush, and Preston Smith. I don't think I, I don't ever see him you know so like and i don't i don't think it was really just like a, a decision between one or the other because i think zadarius smith was going to get a ton more money than preston but i don't think preston smith has had much of an impact or near not nearly the impact anyway um so i think i have a, a little concern about um the pass rush i know there's still you know we've got rashawn gary and they got some of these guys who are who are still gonna they're gonna take care of it, but it doesn't it still doesn't feel like and again maybe i missed something because yeah, I don't follow this so carefully, but it still doesn't feel like we have that defensive end that can just mow people down and get at the quarterback. Or, you know, if it doesn't feel that way. We have a, a lockdown secondary, but if the guy's got 20 minutes to throw the ball, even even these guys are going to have trouble. But I think I think we are going to be a, a much, much better defense and, and a, probably, I would say, easily uh, a top 10 in the, in the NFL, but it's the pass rush I'm concerned about. Yeah, uh, Josh, yeah. Uh, what do you think is the pass rushing the weakest part of the defense, or do you got a different part you're concerned about? Um, I'd say if we're going to say weakest, I, I would probably say that. I think the secondary is really strong. Um, I think this linebacker who's hopefully can get to the quarterback, he's got a cool name, Quay Walker. And what's also cool is now is that the, the number change, they let him wear single-digit numbers. Here's a linebacker who wears number seven. You know, nice. he's he's out of Georgia. His name is Quay Walker. They're, they're expecting big things out of him. You know, Rashawn Gary had a, you know, the first year he was, he was a bust. And then they mm-hmm. said, nope, just wait, just wait. Yeah. He is not quite that guy, like you mentioned, Jim, that they're someone who can really instill fear. But he's – He's good. He's mm-hmm. very good. Yep. Um, Kenny Clark uh, talked about like the heart of the offense with those running backs. I mean, Kenny Clark is is one of the big. You know, if he's got to be healthy in the middle to to really clock things up. But he's not a you know he's not a pass rushing guy. But he is very good. Um, I guess I would say that's probably the thing. I agree with Jim. You've got to be able to put pressure on the quarterback because we've seen many times. I mean, does does the prevent defense for any of the thirty two teams prevent anything? No, no. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the dumbest name. It, yeah, it's it, like inevitable right. that they're going to go down the field. They're going to find something. They're going to find. Never, I mean, there's a big field. You know, a couple of defensive guys are going to run into each other. or Something they're, they're yeah. going to find a little. If like again, you know, it depends on how much time you give the quarterback, but they're going to find a right. space in there at some point. Yep. Yeah. It's you need that's as we get older. 
you realize how lucky we were as Packer fans to have Reggie White. Yep. Right. I mean, arguably the best of all time as a pass rusher and just a, an indomitable spirit and a leader who was perfect. I mean, you just can't get guys like that very often, but if they do need, they've, they've got to have these other guys come up big, like Gary's got to get his share of quarterback sacks yep. and uh, Lowry's not quite that guy, but they should have a very good defense. I mentioned earlier that when they want, when, when uh, Favre and Rogers did win Super Bowls, it's because they had really good defenses. I don't sure. know if this one can be like that, but I wouldn't be surprised because if you've yep. got if these corner if these uh, defensive backs can shut down um, the other team's passing game, the other team's receivers, you know maybe maybe that does make those that pass rush better because uh, they've got some attitude on this defense and um, it could be it could be good. Yeah. Hey Jeff, uh, let, let me ask you this on the pass rushing side, um, and I have my own opinion about this, but. Uh, what would you think about going after a guy like J.J. Watt? Would you go after J.J. Watt? I'd go after J.J. Watt if uh, the money wasn't out of control. I wanted him a few years ago, even though I, I don't know if he would have taken a hometown or home state discount. I just feel like when you've got a guy who's been that good and who just wants to win at this point, Maybe instead of $16 million a year, hey, J.J., what do you say? How about, you know, 12, the cost of living right? is next to nothing in Green Bay. You can live, right. like, a, you can live right. like a king anywhere, but you can live like an emperor in Green Bay. Do you really, you know, if, he, if they could get him at a slightly reduced price, I'd do it in a second. To tell you the truth, I never have understood why they didn't jump at the Lott brothers over the years. They're really good. Mm-hmm. It would be a dream to have them play in Wisconsin. You'd mm-hmm. probably have them as Packers for life. You don't take them just because they're from, you know, Pewaukee, but they'd be in Badgers. But yeah, I take them if if they think scheme wise it could work, and maybe it's not a crazy amount of money. Yeah, I do yeah. it. I do it. He'd do it. I think he'd love it. And I think the, I think I think it would be a great shot in the arm too for the Packers. Yeah, my my only question there is uh, he's gotten hurt the last couple of years. It's the uh, one thing. He, yeah, yes. Yep. And, His durability. And pretty durability. Yeah, durability yeah. Mm-hmm. is the durability right. is the question. And you know, talking about Reggie, Reggie didn't get hurt. No. He did. He Reggie, remember he he tore his hamstring. Yeah. And like a week later, he said God healed it, yes. and like he was playing again. Like he was. Wow. I don't know how we. Yeah. I don't know. He just uh, mind over matter, I guess. But yeah. yeah, yeah. JJ Watt's gotten hurt a lot, and the, mm-hmm. the irony to me is when you see the guy, he's like a specimen. Yeah. You know, he's he's almost built more like a. A, a basketball player in some ways he's so ripped and mm-hmm. he's not like some really wide over he's not some lineman from yesteryear i mean he's in really good shape but um he has been hurt a lot that's the the question maybe you could, could you get the money down a little bit because of that but i just think even if he wasn't a full-time player if he could sure i think he would be just such a shot of adrenaline or sometimes you need somebody to come in like that who's been around, yeah. who's hungry because he hasn't won, right? Yep. He hasn't won a championship, obviously. Um, yeah, I yeah. personally would like it if the stars aligned, but I yeah. doubt it. Uh, Leadership in the in the uh, in the locker room and whatnot. Yeah. So in the last thirty years uh, since uh, Favre uh, became quarterback, mm-hmm. you'd be uh, in good company if you pencil the Packers in for the division win. I think they've won quite a few in those last thirty years. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to assume you guys are going to pick the Packers for the division. And if if not, tell me who's going to win or who's going to be our biggest uh, rival in the division. 
Uh, I'll, I guess I'll go first. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, well, I think the Vikings will be the big, the toughest, the toughest competitor. I mean, they, they usually are. The Bears are still, they're, they're in a, uh, again, feels like more rebuilding. I mean, they, they've done some things, but then they lost, uh, uh, I just had his name. Anyway, it keeps, for some reason, it's Mac. There you go. Mac, oh, Khalil right? Mack. Yeah, he went to the Chargers. Yeah, right. yeah went to the going, Chargers. Yeah. Which, which is a big, which in my mind is a big deal. That guy, well, anyway. Should have been a Packer. A <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So anyway, I, I don't think the Bears are, are, are going to be, they might be sniffing around. I say they're, they, it's going to go Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. That's what I think. But, um, but, uh, I think the Vikings are going to be, are going to be good. I really haven't followed them too much as preseason kind of thing, but they're always, they're kind of like the Cardinals where they're, they're always kind of, they're, they're pretty solid. Um, for the most part, they got, I think they got a really solid offense. Uh, and their defense used to be really like one of the premier defenses. I think in the last few years, that's kind of slipping. Um, so I'm not sure what their defense is going to be like, but it's always tough against them. So I, I think they're going to be, they're going to be uh, scratching there, but I, I do think, you know, depending upon, of course, our offense. But I, I think, I think we'll be in the, I think we'll win the division again. Yeah, I, Josh, it'll be close. Yeah, Josh, I, you're up, you're up in Viking uh, town right there. Right. Uh, how? And I'm going to assume you're going to pick them second as well. That's my guess. How palpable is the hatred or the envy for the Green Bay franchise in uh, Minnesota? Oh, it's it's ridiculous. They they. Uh, I was completely taken aback when I moved here because, you know, where we're from, it's the Bears that's our big rival. And mm-hmm. for most of Wisconsin, it is. But, you know, if you live in western Wisconsin, then it's the Vikings probably. I always try to tell the Viking fans here, I said, you don't understand. I said, you're a big rival of ours. But it's, you know, if, if you had Chicago in your rearview mirror and you've been playing each other for 100 years, you'd realize that it's that, that there's something special about the Bears. But the Vikings are definitely, you know, 1A on the rivalry. But there's a lot of people here – they can't stand it because when the Packer games are on here, the ratings are darn near as close. You can walk around anywhere here, and there's people like me wearing Packers stuff. I mean, there's Packer fans everywhere. Obviously, the majority are Viking fans, but there's a lot of people who their grandparents and great-grandparents, before there were Viking teams, the Vikings came in 61, the, the, the regional team here was the Packers, and that mm. got passed down. And so, um, but yeah, there's, there's hatred and there's envy and there's, you know, they make all the jokes that Chicagoans make about, you know, smaller town Green Bay and about Wisconsin and, and that sort of thing. And I, uh, as long as it's in fun, I'm good with it. But uh, once in a while, if they start, like when my son was little, people were giving him a really hard time. So my son, who was like five, he put out his hand, he started wiggling his fingers, and he said to this guy, count the rings, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so they get stopped by that. But the Vikings yeah. do have a great history, but I liken it to uh, grumpy old men. The Packers and Bears are Lemon and Mathau, and mm-hmm. the Vikings, because they've been going at it for a century and they hate each other, but they really love each other as far as like a respect. They need each other. The Vikings are kind of the know-it-all son-in-law who's only been there. 50, you know, half as long, but they've had a lot of early success. So they got a little bit of, of cockiness to them and they had all that success early. So the, so the, the rivalry, the hatred is real. You know, now the new coach, O'Con- uh, Kevin O'Connell, he, uh, he said right away, I don't want to see any Packer fans at the, the home games here. And everyone's like, whoa, coach, you just don't understand here. There's, there's right. pa- Packer fans, Packer fans everywhere. So, um, it's an interesting thing with the rivalry, but it's very real. They're, uh, they have uh, Minnesotans have this uh, little 
kind of insecure chip on the shoulder. They don't laugh at themselves up here. They don't like mm. being made fun of up here. Whereas, you know, we know what we are in Wisconsin. We like our, we like our, uh, you know, we're kind of a, a fun loving people. Maybe it's the Scandinavian thing. They're a little more uptight here. They like being the Kings of the upper British. Midwest where sure. Chicago is the King of the Midwest. Right. So they mm. kind of have this, uh, you know, they rule over the Dakotas and Iowa, Western Wisconsin and parts of Nebraska. But, you know, you don't really. But you, you know, but they're right, the, right. they've got the corporations here. They're kind of a, you know, a hub up here. And it's a great place. There's a lot of great things about up here. Don't get me wrong. I'm just kind of talking in the front of sports. But, yeah. So um, if that's a rivalry. But if Minnesota is our number one rival in the division, what about the conference? NFC, who is, well, who are the Packers' main rivals? Well, conference. for by the way, I'm going to pick the Lions third because they've got oh. continuity with a coach coming back, and they seem to really play hard for him and mm-hmm. lost a lot of close games. I feel like because the Bears are in total rebuild mode again, I'm just I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the Packers by a game over the Vikings. Mm-hmm. But my only fear is the receivers because mm-hmm. the the Packer the, the Vikings have as studs. arguably the skill players mm-hmm. that are studs. You got Delvin Cook. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and yeah. Cousins is a good quarterback statistically. Yeah. You're right. The question is the defense. But the young coach, he's like LaFleur. He's young. He's fresh. He's optimistic. I think he's going to be really good for the Vikings. So I think I really think that the Packer-Viking division on paper, that race to me is going to be really close down the wire. As far Agreed. as the conference, I mean, you've got – you know, you got the, I don't have, I'm, I'm going to lack originality here, guys. I mean, you've got the Rams, you've got the Buccaneers. I'm curious about the NFC East, if Dallas is going to live up to their hype each year or not. Mm, right. um, but I think the, the two, if you ask me, when, as soon as you ask that question, uh, you got the Super Bowl champs and then you got the previous Super Bowl champs. Those are the teams I see if the Packers win the division and try to make a run. Those are the teams I see in their way. I, I keep waiting for Dallas each year to uh, to be there with Dak and you know, McCarthy's there. Is he on the hot seat? But um, I guess I got to say, if if all if everybody stays healthy, I I see the Rams and the Buccaneers as their threats. But I don't discount the Vikings to up upend the Packers in the division either. Sure, yeah, Jim. Yep. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, first of all, I just want to go back to the Vikings thing again. I can understand. I can completely understand why they're just can't stand the pack <laughs> because it reminds me of the Cardinals, you know, where like, good Lord, they're always on or, or like, or like even the, yeah. uh, the Patriots, you know, where yeah. like uh, uh, the teams that win all the time, everybody's sick of them. I get yeah. it. I mean, I understand that everybody hates the Yankees. Every, you know, it's the, it's the same kind of thing. So I get that. But, um, but no, for, so for the, uh, for the NFC, I, I mean, I would, that's first thing that came to my mind too. And, and it's, it's sounds very, uh, it's feels like, you know, it's too easy, right? Rams, Buccaneers, Packers, Vikings, and, um, and maybe Dallas. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of like who else might be there. Arizona, maybe. Um, you know, Philadelphia, uh, maybe, 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 I don't know what's their, I don't know what their quarterback situation is over there, but Jalen hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So, eh, you know, um, maybe. Uh, you know, I don't think the, the Giants are going to do anything. And, uh, you know, like the Saints aren't going to do anything. You got James Winston. He's not going to do anything. And, um, you know, so I, like I said, maybe Arizona. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, I mean, it's hard to go against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and the Rams. I mean, it's, it's hard to see anybody else popping up right now. How about so, yeah. this? Uh, uh, yes or no. Uh, Tom Brady was filming the mass singer. No, yeah, there were there were rumors. The rumors, about that. yeah. 
Yeah. I, I'd uh, say I'd say yes to that. That's well, that, I'm going to be really a, disappointed if that's what he disappeared to do. I, I how about that? By the way, I'm going to say no just to be contrarian to you, Mr. Byer. But how how about you know the amount of time Tom Brady has spent in terms of pushing himself since he left New England? Mm-hmm. When he was with the Patriots, he did print ads. Like in those rare times, I was at the airport and I'd look through a GQ magazine. It was all print oh, yeah. ads. You know, there. That's when you'd see Tom Brady. Think about how much more Tom Brady is out there with commercial. I mean, it was Peyton yep. Manning was the commercial guy. Right. You never yep. saw Tom Brady do a, a television commercial. Or he is been everywhere. He's got a clothing line. He's got fragrances. He's got food. He's got books. He's got fitness. He's got his own documentary show uh, yep. show about himself. I wouldn't be surprised if he did the mass Singer, but he he gave every impression that it wasn't going to be like it was something more serious. Maybe he went to them and said, guys, I'm going to be on the mass Singer if I come back to play. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Right. But he has gone. He's completely loosened up since he got away yeah. from Belichick. Do you he's think it's a, a Belichick thing? Dollar- do you What's think that? that's a Belichick thing? Do you think there was something on those players like, hey, uh, I don't want you unfocused. I want you completely focused here. I don't want you running around doing ads and this and that yeah. crap. No, your focus is football. I don't know. I can't, I can't see that as a coincidence that it's been like that. I mean, yeah. that's the variable. So I would I would say that had to have played a factor. Like the clamps were off of them, and um, it, it's just it's just uncanny. And then he's going to go to Fox to do games. I mean, right. I, I wow, he's right. everywhere. That's that's the uh, conspiracy theory that he's got this two hundred million dollar contract with Fox, and perhaps they said you got to be part of our other shows, namely the Mass Singer. Ah, mm. there you go. Well, you, you might have some. You and I never thought of it. That's right. You and know, that, obviously, he uh, can't say he was on the Mass Singer. Right, right. right. That of course, is true. he's going to deny it. I hope that's not what it was. I hope it's not. The although, although, I'll, I'll put a dollar out saying that's what it is. Okay, you got it. You got <laughs> it. That is one of the rumors. That is one of the rumors. I hope it was that, and they just tank their season tanks. I hope he, <laughs> he gets clobbered and like, but you know, the probably what will happen is it was the mess singer, and they're going to go on, and they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and everything's going to be <laughs> totally fine because that seems to be the way things go for that guy. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, no big deal. He's right, so well, I, so I'm, good He's on so the other good. side of the uh, conference. The AFC, who's going to meet uh, the NFC champ? Any guesses? I'm going to go with the uh, the Bills. I'm going to say the Bills are going to finally get over that hump and they're going to finally beat the Chiefs uh, and uh, and they're going to go to the World, uh, the world Series. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> the Super Bowl. The World That's, Series of football. My, my right. son and I were just talking about this before we went on because he would love to be on this kind of thing too. He's 12 and loves to talk sports. I hope the Bills get there. I hope it's against the Packers and the Packers win. I'm going to pick the Bills, but not to – I know that you guys were, were – you know, you're getting that young, hip audience, right, doing a podcast. But for those of us who are of a certain age, when we grew up, it was the AFC that dominated the NFC for a long time. The AFC was the superior conference in the 70s when you had the Dolphins and the Raiders and the Steelers, right? right. Mm-hmm. The AFC – when you look at these teams to get out of the AFC, it's sort of like the NBA, the Western conference right now is stacked in the NBA. The AFC has got all the dynamic quarterbacks. I mean, the NFC mm-hmm. has a few, obviously Rogers, you got Brady, yep. um, but a Kyler Murray, but you look at the AFC, look at the AFC West. I mean, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. Then you got yep. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. I, I, uh, I said Lamar Jackson. There's, I'm probably forgetting a few. 
Um, it, to get out of the AFC, to get out of some of these divisions is going to take some doing. But mm-hmm. what I like about Buffalo, the defense, and also uh, Josh Allen's a stud. He's yeah. a leader. They should have won that game against the Chiefs. Yeah. I think that's going to stick in their I, I I like to think it's going to stick with them. They've got a fan base as devoted, as 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 hungry as as the Packers um, often are. And uh, oh, by the way, one last thing: that Minnesotans also cannot understand our undying devotion to the Packers. They cannot. <laughs> they don't. And I I tell them it's you know, we're, we're community owned. We take pride in all that. They just can't understand how we're always so dedicated. But I'm going to go with Jim on this. I'm going to go with Buffalo also. Yeah, yeah. Green Bay is the College pro team, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. unlike anything in in most of sports. Right. You might have some other ones like uh, where there's just one franchise, like say Utah or Portland right. Trail Blazers or something yeah. like that, where there's just the one team to concentrate on. All right, so uh, how far will the Packers go, and who's your Super Bowl victor, Jim? Oof, man, Super Bowl victor, how far that? Wow, that's like. Wow. Uh, well, let's see. I'm going to go, uh, I'll say the Packers, uh, I'll say the Packers go to the championship, NFC championship game again and uh heartbreak. They lose to, uh, Tampa Bay again. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> where uh, they, yeah. meet? they yeah. meet the bills and they they meet, they Tampa Bay meets the bills and the, the bills win. Bills win. They finally, uh, finally conquer Tom Brady. Yeah. This I, is- you know, I'll, I'll say this. If I got to pick a team, to win, if it's not the Packers, it'd be the Bills. I, I remember though those years where they went four years in a row, yep. and they had the Norwood kick, and and yep. I always like it when a team finally gets over the hump. I don't like it when a team comes out of nowhere, say like the Florida Mar- Florida Marlins or something like that. Yeah, right. You know that that story doesn't do it for me. The team that's almost been there yep. and almost won. That's what I want to see. If it's not the Pack, yeah, I'll even throw the Vikings in there. If the Packers mm-hmm. don't yep. win, I wouldn't mind the Vikings winning. Yeah, Vikings uh, had some great. They had some great teams, and some of their players have been penalized not being in the Hall of Fame because they had great teams that didn't win the Super Bowl. If you guys ever get a chance to watch a great series by NFL Films called The Missing Rings, it's about teams that were really good that didn't get to win the Super Bowl, and the Bills are one of those mm. teams to go to a Super Bowl four years in a row is amazing. God. And if that kick, t- it takes the weirdest spin. After it's been kicked, it looks like it's going in. If that kick goes in, the Giants, Parcells doesn't win that first Super Bowl. The Bills win it. It changes everybody's impression. <laughs> yeah. But I love those Bills teams. I don't know what happened if I uh, channeled my inner Jim Martin here, but I agree <laughs> completely with Jim Martin on his picks. I've got, I'm thinking the Packers go to the NFC Championship game and lose in Tampa. And Tom Brady's going to go out on the, the 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 horse into the sunset to make uh, you know more magic for Fox as a uh, an analyst. Or and Josh Allen, yeah, or Massing, and and Josh Allen and the Bills break his heart, and the game and and the Bills win the Super Bowl. That's that's what I'm going to go with. I uh, I hope the Packers can get there, but yeah. I have the same. I got the same vibe. Could be anybody. You, you just never know. The NFL can be such a year-to-year thing. But I've got the exact same idea that Jim has. Yeah. Well, let's hope we're getting together to do this uh, podcast, the three of us again, in a couple weeks. Let's hope the Brewers come back, maybe take that wild card away from the Phillies, the Padres. The, the yeah. Those are maybe the two that could falter and we could get in there. And so uh, we hope to see you here, Josh, in a couple weeks' time. 
Oh, I hope so too. It's always fun talking with you guys. And 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 you you talk with our guy Scotty Savecco, my former McDonald's coworker. We worked at McDonald's <laughs> on 67th and North, and yeah. you guys are are still giving us pub on on your podcast. So no, it's always fun to talk to you. Let's hope the Brewers can go on a run. And I am really excited about the Packers to see. I think everybody's got something to prove, including Rodgers, believe it or not. Yep. So I, I hope that he can bring these receivers along. And of course, we know you're gonna you're gonna drag Augie on the show if we can get this winning streak going. Oh, he'll be there in a he'll be there in a second for you, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Jeff. Hey, uh, like I said, I I tended to ask the question because I don't have the knowledge that Jeff has, and Jim Jim has got the equal knowledge to Jeff here on the Packers, the Brewers. He he knows he knows Wisconsin sports pretty well too. So anyway, well, uh, thanks, Josh, for coming on the show, and like I said. Uh, We'll, I'll pencil you in for a couple weeks' time when we talk uh, the, the playoffs for the Brewers, all right? Yep, you yeah, got yeah. it. Thanks for having me, boys. Oh, Always good to see it. you, Jeff. Right. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch Podcast when we talk with the mayor of Wauwatosa, Dennis McBride. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch Podcast. Spread the word.